Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. And I'm Tony. We are still very much knee deep in tech, and this is episode 103, recorded on the 23rd of January 2020. So we have a lot of stuff to cover today, guys. We sure have. We uh, just noticed that we have so many show notes that we actually need to scroll in our OneNotes. Yeah, and that's pretty That's pretty rare. Yeah, since I have a very, very high resolution on my screen, it's even more impressive. Oh, you just <laughs> had to drop your, your resolution figures, right? No, uh, this is the uh, low-resolution computer. The other one is next uh, next to me. Yeah, because you are unable to travel with less than four computers. I actually have three Windows machines, one Mac, three phones, and one iPad with me this week. Jesus, man. Case in point. <laughs> Anyways, let's start with something funny and something yummy. Ignite. Microsoft Ignite is announced where it's going to yes. be and when it's going to be. And I know for a fact that Tony was very, very happy when the uh, announcement was made. And the thing is, I've never been to Louisiana. No, nope. I haven't either. And it's also, it's pretty much like my origin story, you know, that was the first uh, TechEd, as it was called back then, actually, uh, that I had attended. So it will be very nice to get back to the, uh, New Orleans. Right. Yeah, the, the weather is absolutely horrible, but the, I mean, the city is perfect. We've had this conversation before when it comes oh, yes. to weather. You, you don't like warm weather. I love warm weather. But it's going to be pretty humid, right? Yeah, that's the one that gets you. It's, the humidity is absolutely like a Finnish sauna. So it's, it's, I thought it was some sort of a joke when I stepped off the airplane. <laughs> excellent. This is going to be excellent. <laughs> but then again, back then it was in May, I think. So September might be better, actually. Should be a bit better, but we are still uh, flying in in the hurricane season, then, right? I was just about to ask that, and and how much of a concern do you think this will be? We have been lucky previously, but I think we we can only we can only hope. I'm sorry we can to only say, hope. right? Like so we, so we, that's. We, yeah, two years ago in Florida, we missed it with one week, and it's still an amazing achievement that they were able to pull off Ignite that year. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah, so we will see um, what's happening. Yep. And speaking of, of stuff that gets switched around, so the MBAS, the Microsoft Business and Applications Summit, was recently moved to Dallas and also moved in, in dates. So it's May 6th to 7 instead. And uh, this, this is kind of a, a big thing because a lot of people had booked their travel and lodging and all that kind of stuff for MBAS. And suddenly they just pretty much up and left that city. I, I can't even remember um, where it was exactly. It was on the West Coast. I think it was California somewhere. Uh, so that's, that's an interesting move. But I was told that they didn't have a choice because there were a lot of people coming to MBAS. Any thoughts on that? I think it's 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 not really close, but it's so close that I would imagine what you just said in terms of flights, accommodation, and so on. Um, but they will probably have 
made that they, they must have known how many people that were coming how many that had booked their tickets and they still considered it a better way to do it to sh switch it around so but like it's it's in a way odd that they would do that uh, it's more obvious to see that uh, the european cloud summit as an example moved their dates based on the new dates of ignite that, or microsoft ignite so that would uh, that would make more sense but i guess they thought long and hard about it and discovered or shows that it was a better way to move it somewhere else yeah because I, i'm thinking that it's a pretty huge decision but yeah. it's, it's going to impact a lot of people so absolutely in interesting it would be very very interesting to get uh to talk to someone who who had insight to how do you how do you plan these things how does it work we're going to need to to grab anna and have a, a talk about how to really do these things yeah, that would be a in really interesting uh, interview, actually, to now when things have calmed down, uh, not saying that it's calm since she's traveling all around the world for the uh, Microsoft Ignite tours. Yeah. But just to get some information on the actual logistics surrounding an event like this. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Some cool numbers, how many trucks, how many meters of cabling, how many tons of carpet, how much bacon. Dude, I'm the data guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do put it all in a, in a Power BI report and yeah, do something funky with that data. Oh yeah. Speaking of funky, by the way, see what gonna, I did there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're you're gonna love this one because this is up your alley, and I don't know why. So I was called out to a a customer of ours, um, or customer of mine. It used to be your company as well, <laughs> but you uh, left. I just had to point that out, that you are no longer with me at Atea. I would say that the majority of people in this call have left, so it's you in a minority now. <laughs> I have been called a lot of things during my years, young man. Uh, I've never been called a minority, but I'll take it. Anyways, so so the, 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 um, the premise was that they had a Power BI report that was slow. And that can mean a lot of things. So I went there and I, I asked them, okay, show me, show me what is slow. And what they did was they opened a report in powerbi.com, so the, the Power BI portal, and it was slow as you would not believe. I was looking at it just spinning for 10 to 15 seconds. And I just went, what? So we opened it up in Power BI desktop where you can do timings and stuff. And it was like 400 milliseconds. Where on earth did 15 seconds of my life just go? So I started up my laptop and asked them log in on that laptop. And it was super fast. We used a virtual server and it was super fast. We did a lot of network stuff just to rule out any, any traffic issues or anything sniffing the traffic or, or interfering with the traffic. Nothing of the kind. So we've come to the conclusion that whatever issue is there, it's there inside their uh, client platform. And I have no idea what could do this thing. I think it's super interesting, and I, I don't even know where to start. We could have a discussion around that. It would be interesting to take a look at it. Um, which browser? Yes, because it, the issue is is present in both Internet Explorer, in uh, Chrome. 
So the obvious thing would be to install the new Chromium based. That edge. would be that would be the one that would be. Netscape Communicator, man. Netscape Communicator. Oh <laughs> god. Yeah, but it, it's it's interesting if they, they have that, that challenge with both Chrome and IE to be honest. But let's take that uh, and see what we can do with it. Yep. So that that's an interesting interesting um, thing that I'd, I've never been in a situation where an issue with Power BI, especially the the portal, was not something that I could work with or work around because suddenly I was facing a client environment that had something weird. So we will see where we end up, but I, I thought it was interesting oh, to, to talk about. Your poor soul. So you run into one client-related issue. Do you know how many SQL-related issues I've been forced to deal with in the last 10 years? Sucks to be <laughs> you. <laughs> It sucks to be you. <laughs> While we're on the subject of conferences, also, by the way, uh, yep. we are doing the Global Azure Bootcamp again on April yes. the 25th. We're going to be in the metropolis of Linköping in Sweden. We are not 100% sure where at this moment. We are scouting a location and we're we're scouting... Uh, a lot of the logistics, but lock that date in your calendars, guys. It's a Saturday, and I want as many of you as possible to come join. Yeah, this will be the best Global Azure Bootcamp in Linköping so far. And we are, of course, looking for both speakers, sponsors, and attendees. I mean, the thing is, we've done this, this, this is going to be the third time. Yeah. And, well, there's a saying that third time's the charm, but... I think we've we've kind of ironed out most of the the wrinkles. We've done most of the mistakes, and uh, well, I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to find new mistakes to to make. But it's it's good fun and it's a great meeting place. And I would say, like speaking about the wrinkles, we have only migrated them to you. Bad, Simon. Bad, bad. I'm all alone in the hotel room. Yes, and all alone do. you shall stay. Well, all I can say is just that uh, I enjoyed very much uh, the last year's one, uh, which was the first one I attended. Um, I went there pretty much just to, you know, show my support for you guys and uh, still found all the talks very interesting and uh, uh, current with the times. So I, I would yeah. also recommend everyone to join who are interested in anything Azure related. Uh, so, yeah, check it out when the uh, official invites are out. So, Simon, what, what's this uh, hijack? I'll not read from the actual article, but imagine this. You're downloading an update to your Office 365 Pro Plus package. You're getting a new version of Word, Excel, PowerPoint. Exciting. But you're also getting a new extension to your Chrome browser, which will forcefully change your search provider in Google Chrome to Bing. Wait, what? And the only way that you can stop this would be setting a group policy or registry setting, preventing it from doing so. Could you back back up a bit? Did did you just say did you say Google Chrome or did you say Edge Chromium? Google Chrome. Wow. I am without that is words. Please, a please, low please blow. do go on. Yeah. So the reason behind this, and of course, every single of my distribution lists every single social media have blown up by this because this is a way 
to integrate Microsoft Search in Google Chrome. So from the Office team, this is a way to bring Microsoft Search to Chrome. But you would also be removing the actual functioning external search engine from Chrome. Because I, I, I can honestly say I've really tried to stick with Bing. I honestly have tried. But it's hard. And to forcefully change the search engine in that way using an office update no bueno no if wow yes the option would be good to opt in but not to opt out yeah i i thought microsoft has had pretty much stopped that kind of nonsense a long time ago but obviously there's someone who made a mistake yeah and and i would be highly surprised if this were to be the case when they actually release it um yeah and and also just just to yeah and just to add some context it will also it it won't be like this in all countries so this will only happen in australia canada france germany india united kingdom and united states based on your ip address well that's even weirder than I, I'm guessing. Uh, I, I, it has, I need to read up on yeah. that. That sounds extremely weird. Yeah, and um, it, it's it's official documentation. It's on Docs, so I, I, um, can, I can also add that support for the Firefox web browser is planned for a later date. And when you say support within air quotes, means yes, we're going to screw up your Firefox as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Huh. That's an interesting <laughs> way of putting it. <laughs> oh, I'll 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 support you in a bit. Yeah, so uh, it will be released middle of February for monthly channel targeted, early March for monthly channel, uh, March 10th for semi-annual channel targeted, and July 14th for semi-annual channel. And remind me again why I don't work with clients. <laughs> this does not happen on the server side. You never know. Oh, leave like, my servers alone. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you write a query for SQL Server, you will Bing it. You will that bing is wrong your SQL. on so many levels. <laughs> but I can yeah. think of quite a few memes on that one. Yeah, okay. So th that, that's, yeah. that's interesting. That, that, that's mm -hmm. quite amazing. So what would you like to follow this up with? <laughs> something about World Economic Forum, which is something I never thought we would be speaking about. Because that's actually very interesting. I had a discussion with the customer I'm working with uh, right now as well. So uh, PwC did some kind of um, poll before World Economic Forum in Davos. So 1,600 leaders, uh, corporate leaders from 80 countries um, were given the opportunity to share their uh, thoughts on the world and the the development of their companies on a number of different uh, options. So some interesting parts of this is that 68% of all of these leaders believe that there will be uh, political measures against the very strong positions that Microsoft, Google, um, Amazon, Facebook have in terms of the market. And in Sweden, that number is even higher. 75% of corporate leaders believe that these 
technology companies will be challenged by politics. So, oh, I'm 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 a I'm a I'm definitely on board on that one. Yeah, but I'm I'm really like so so I'll summarize the two other parts and we can discuss it later on. Also, many of these leaders have lowered their digital uh, consumption. So many of them have chosen to erase and quit some of their social media accounts and 23% have even stopped using digital assistance at home. So they are moving away from technology. They are in a in a place where they don't trust technology. But the third one is even more interesting. So there are thing a number of things that these leaders are worried about. In a glo- on a global scale, the fear of cyber threats have increased by 3%, which makes total sense. 34% of glo- all of the, these leaders are worried about cyber threats. Would you say that this number is lower or higher in Sweden? Probably higher. Yeah, because we already know that our political leaders have had discussions with both Facebook and YouTube and Google about censoring stuff. So when I say I believe that there will be involvement from the government, yeah, that has already happened. But I believe that that might even get worse as time goes by and especially going to the next election. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Like I said before, uh, I just had to point out that I think that is an extremely bad thing. And and going back to the cyber threats, 34% on a global scale, 17% in Sweden. Only 17% of the leaders that were asked in this poll in regards to if they are afraid of cyber threats said that they were, which I find absolutely... I, I can't even find the, the word. The word you're looking for is naive. Yeah. Extremely and, and, naive. We, we know that things are happening every single day. And you know even more than, Absolutely. than Tony and I. I mean, you're you're on the pointy end of the spear. You get to see this shit every day. Yeah. I, like, I, I get notices every single day about things that are happening or maybe happening or have happened. And th- these aren't small things in many cases. How come and do you... How do you even get out of bed? <laughs> uh i don't know and like like we will be discussing the the patches that were released last week as well but only looking at that we um i had a colleague that only five or six hours after those patches were released had an organization reaching out to him saying that we have already have a breach Yep. Oh, that was the one we talked about uh, in the last episode, yep. right? The yeah, RDS, we didn't know uh, exactly. We didn't know about them at that point, but they were released later that week or that day. Can't remember day when after, we recorded the last time. Yep, yep. So we'll get back to that. But I, I find the naiveness, if that's even a word, of leaders that that isn't considered a bigger threat. And there can, of course, be reasons for that, depending on how they made the poll. But uh, I think it's those three points is seriously interesting that we will see a higher political involvement in IT or um, technology in general, that many of the leaders of our companies and corporations are cutting back on social media and uh, digital services, and that 
Sweden's um, leaders are actually not realizing how big of a threat um, cyber threats are. And and moving to the uh, the patches that were released on the the same day as we we recorded, we had caught just a whiff of of this. I didn't know what exactly was going to come out. I just heard that there was something going to come out and it was going to be big. And boy, yep. it is pretty big. It still is pretty big. And there are still people who has not patched. And th- this one is this one is serious in 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 all yep. aspects of the word. Absolutely, and th- there really are two parts of that so the two main vulnerabilities are one for rd gateways so the gateways for rds environments that's seriously like patch seriously now serious. if you haven't seriously serious yes like we uh, my colleagues were up all night uh, helping our customers to patch that immediately um, and like i said we had organizations uh, that we know about that had breaches. Uh, so that's, and that, that's basically, you are able to remotely execute code via the RD gateway without any kind of authentication. Oops. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's a horrible threat. So patch that. The other one, which was actually discovered by NSA uh, from the start, and they also published a, rather long blog post on it, uh, is about the ability to uh, spoof certificates uh, on every Windows operating system. So you would basically be able to impersonate uh, any kind of certificate. um, Including driver signing. Yeah, driver signing, application signing, even HTTPS, if I remember correctly. Um, There are some things that like there are some uh, things that you would need to do first but it's definitely possible and something that uh, we will probably see um in future breaches oh yeah so it's ensure to patch always patch and i mean this this one came with a pretty big balloon i mean when the, the when the balloon went off or up i should say people were screaming bloody murder just drop everything you have and patch this immediately. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead and guess that maybe 15 to 20% of, of the people I, I talk to have not patched. So nope. this, I think this is going to follow us around for years and years and years, especially on older um, Windows stuff that are not used every day. I mean, if you can find an old Windows 7 machine in in a workshop somewhere, it's going to be vulnerable. Yeah, and especially the um, the certificate or mm. encryption um, vulnerability that, as far as I know, affects 2008, 2008 R2 and Windows 7 as well. Yeah, and I remember us talking about this as well uh, in the yep. last episode uh, regarding the Microsoft patching those older systems, and they did not, as far as I know. But on the other hand, we actually had that discussion as well. Um, if you have purchased extended security updates or extended supports, you should be getting a patch. So they have a patch. Okay, I, I but would it was assume, just not, I would not assume, made I public. Yeah, I, I would assume that that's the case at least. I just had the probably the worst idea that I'll have all of 2020. <laughs> Picture this, guys. 
using this vulnerability to leak data in order to trigger a GDPR violation. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Wow, you can do the 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 amount of damage you could do to a company. Yeah. So two things on that. First, uh, ensure that if you haven't patched, patch, of course. But also remember that you may, if you have been breached, you may not notice for a very long time. That's something we see very, very often that attackers get access in some way or another and then just wait for the right moment to actually go ahead with an attack. So ensure that you are patched and if you haven't patched, ensure to be looking out for uh, things that have already entered your environment. The other one is exactly what you're talking about, Alexander, and one of the CEOs of one of the Chusa companies have said as well that that's really one of the big challenges that organizations are breached and for various reasons uh, they don't disclose it, which could end them up in an even worse position when the actual attacker says that yeah if you don't tell any if you don't tell we will tell that we attacked you and that we got access to sensitive information and then they are in serious trouble because they have just broken the law they are in violation of gdpr yeah yes so, so that's it's, also it's pretty a, much a loose loose situation yeah so it's um, like my, my colleagues are happy to evaluate elaborate on that but uh, th- there are things to consider and like we, we have some uh, good examples on Maersk as an example when they disclosed that what happened with them a couple of years ago in the end their stock price actually went up because they were very upfront with what had happened and they showed how quick they were able to get back on track uh, wasn't that the encryption wires thing yes which they <laughs> survived by having one disconnected uh, DC somewhere in Africa that's a fantastic story in itself. Uh, speaking of stories there, Simon, uh, do you think it would be possible to get one of your colleagues on the podcast to have a, a, an open discussion about security? Absolutely. Because between the three of us, we, we kind of cover most of the stack. And we I, I'm pretty sure we have different views on security and different views on vulnerabilities. That yeah, could be super absolutely. cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, they, I know that they would be happy to. Cool. And and speaking of of breaking things, Tony, (laughs) what did you do? Oh, I was a bad boy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have a pretty, pretty, pretty huge um, project ongoing right now where I need to relocate a Azure AD Connect from one forest to another. Uh, This being a part of an AD migration project, of course, which is uh, close to my heart. Uh, I have done lots of work with Azure AD Connect before. I've done upgrades, uh, moved them around servers, done different sync rules and all kinds of weird and lovely things. Uh, But I have actually never moved it between two different forests. I like to move it, move it. uh, Yeah, that's the one. So I was playing around with some initial testing uh, this Monday and uh, all of a sudden I just lost contact with the mailboxes, they went offline, users were deleted, uh, all kinds of weird stuff. So I thought, okay, now I have definitely done something wrong, I broke something somewhere, Uh, is anything working? And then I noticed I get logged off the Azure portal, what the hell is going on? And then I just reset all my testing, just 
roll back as quickly as possible. Once I got rolled back, everything seems to be working, although a bit slow or not at all, at times, intermittent errors. Then I go to Twitter, check out the Azure support, and yeah, it's the whole north of Europe that has lost connectivity with all Office 365 services. So it uh, it wasn't just me. So you broke it, basically. Yeah, that's what you said. So yeah, I, I, I broke Office 365 and Azure AD. <laughs> and this is why we can't have nice things. You broke Azure. <laughs> so yeah, that was a, a typical, let's say, my kind of luck, you know, just as I'm doing some <laughs> testing, something major happens and I'm, I'm not aware of it because I'm inside my zone doing my testing and stuff. So yeah. I think I will, from now on, always have the Azure status page uh, running at the side of my screen or something. And I think that's a very good um, observation because I'm out and talk a bit about AI stuff, right? And the first time you show some machine learning or AI stuff to someone, they're going to go, oh, that's cool. The second time they're going to go, yeah, that's still cool. And the third time, meh, I don't care. It's supposed to work that way. And we kind of take it for granted. And then I can do all kinds of interesting things to it underneath. You're still going to go, yeah, boring, and just expect it to work the same way. It's the same way for us when we've started working with Azure, because Azure is always available. It's always up. And when it's yeah. not, hey, dude, what happened to my internet? So it's, it's a kind of this transition phase where you're not knowing if it's up or down. Yeah, you're kind of always assuming that it's something on your end, not on the Azure end, that has gone, yeah. gone wrong. So it's it's that good of an uptime or, or st- stability usually. I mean, we, we're, we're still harking to our customers, well, if, if something is not working, that's on your end. And suddenly it's not. So it's important to remember that the cloud is while very, very available, still not 100% available. Shit does happen. Not yep. often, oh, yeah. but it does. And when it does, it does so with a flourish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Microsoft have documented this uh, connectivity issue, as it's told, and they will be providing a full road course analysis within 72 hours from the issue. So probably sometime during the day or tomorrow. But it was some, some very wild wielding of digging equipment correct exactly multiple fiber cuts affected network traffic routing for the nordic region Uh, so a subset of customers in sweden finland norway and russia may have experienced difficulties connecting to azure services so are you sure that you weren't able to connect tony oh i'm very sure (laughs) because i tried both from my home office in norshipping and i also tried from servers in stockholm so yeah they were all unable to connect so you were a subset (laughs) We have the mayon, man, the minority and the subset. What <laughs> does that leave me with? <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, my, my I, me and my brother usually joke around about this. It's our last name. It's a born curse that we bear with us our whole lives. So everything <laughs> just usually goes to, <clears throat> you know, you know what. So all the bad things happens to us. I would have to agree. And we're actually out of time. Because you broke it, Tony. <laughs> I broke time now. Oh, you broke good. time oh. now. <laughs> Is that time bombing? Oh. oh, God. Yes, this is why you're alone in a hotel room. And on that bombshell, gentlemen, it was great fun. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back in a week or so. Take care, guys. Bye.
Bye. Bye now.